Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. Well, hey, you know, we're in for a great treat this morning. Um, sad news is, is I'm not preaching this morning. Oh, some of you are like, yes. But uh, we have something even better for you this morning. Uh, we're going to treat you with a panel this morning. So, hey, can you all welcome up the panel? I'm going to invite up our very own Pastor Steve White. I'm going to invite up Eddie... Eddie, and where is Ellie Croft? Let's welcome up Ellie as well. These guys are amazing. Take a seat here, guys. So, hey, we're really excited over there, Ellie. We're really excited this morning because um, we're going to open up a conversation around our month's theme of generosity. And, you know, sometimes generosity can be one of those awkward, hard things to talk about in church. So we thought, you know, leading up to our Vision Builders morning, which is next Sunday morning, where we will bring to God a pledge into the new financial year. Um, and also, if you're able to, to fulfill your current financial year's pledge. We thought leading up to that service, um, we'll just have a chat around generosity, um, giving, tithing, that kind of thing, to, um, yeah, just hopefully encourage you as you prayerfully consider God this week about what you might bring to the house of God. So um, on your seats, you may have seen uh, this little pamphlet here. Can you all grab that and wave it in the air? So make sure you take this home with you and, you know, talk with your spouse about this in your connect groups. And uh, inside there's a commitment card which uh, you can fill out and bring to the service next weekend where we're going to have a party. Is that right, Pastor Steve? We are indeed. We're going to have a party. There's going to be food and... Food and jumping castles. All that kind of thing. Face painting and all sorts of things. Amazing. (laughs) We're going to bring our pledge to God, get prayed over, and I do that um, as a church. So that would be great. But hey... um, so I just want to introduce the panel, I guess. So who here knows Eddie? What yes. an awesome man of God. Eddie, how long have you been in this church for? Uh, just over a year now. Just over a year. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's just been so great to see you and your family. So wife Nicole and two children? Three. Three, three children. Uh, yeah, it's just so great to see you guys just get planted in the church. Um, you're in a connect group, I believe. Um, yeah, you're giving into the building fund. Um, you serve in kids' church. Uh, Is that right? Yep, when you fill out your forms, yep, fill out your forms, people. Ben's, Serving on ben Aiken's not here, so he's in Queanbeyan, so you're off the hook. <laughs> I'm going to tell him, though. This morning, anyway. He's in my connect group, so he's <laughs> definitely outside. And actually, I was supposed to be in yeah. kids' church this morning, but uh, I kind of got, got to skip out this morning. Yeah, great. Awesome. So good. <laughs> A bit scary up here, though, isn't it? It's just bright. Just bright. Yeah, <laughs> who's out there? But it's great. But yeah, let's welcome Eddie again. Thanks for joining us, being brave this morning. And, uh, Thank you. <laughs> and Ellie, um, how long have you been in this church for? Next month it'll be 20 years. 20 years, come on. That's incredible. Uh, Ellie, your family is very dear to my heart. Um, it was your son who invited me to church and when I received Christ, uh, before we even had a building here, about oh, 13, 14 Year years eight. ago. Year 8. So um, I love your family and, you know, I just love the way, Ellie, that you serve in this place. Um, you're always one of the first ones here on crew setting up. Uh, you do a lot of behind-the-scenes things for just people in general and you're so generous just even with your life, just the way you invest your time. So can we welcome Ellie? Beautiful. Awesome. And we all know Pastor Steve very well, so welcome Pastor Steve. Great. Well, hey, I've got a couple of questions which I might use just to start the conversation. Um, But first one, just so we can be nice and clear to Pastor Steve. Um, In this church, we talk about the tithe, and then we also talk about 
giving above that into the building fund. So can you just um, clarify to us what is tithing, what is the building fund all about, and sure. what does our church use these resources for? Great. Okay. Yeah, happy to do that. So tithing and offering, two distinctions. And I think the scripture teaches about the distinction between the two. So the tithe is for the ministry of the house. And so that goes to the uh, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, the ministry of the church into the community. And so that's what the tithe is collected for. And uh, we find the first mention of the tithe was when Abraham brought it to the priest. And so the tithe is connected to the ministry and always has been and always will be. So that's the tithe. The tithe is the first 10% that, uh, of, our, of what we earn of our first fruit. And that's uh, what scripture teaches that we bring to uh, uh, to the house so then the distinction then is for offerings are for the vision of the house and so again in scripture we read where uh, people of God were encouraged and inspired to bring their offerings to the building of the temple uh, and, and they responded incredibly and to the extent where they were actually told to stop bringing it because they had more than enough the Bible actually says they had heaps and so there was just heaps of of money that had come in towards the off the building offering, the building of the temple. Uh, but we also use that for uh, ministry to the poor as well. Uh, and we take offerings at the end of the year around Christmas time to uh, to help underprivileged or uh, people in our community. So the offering is dis uh, distinct from the tithe in that uh, sense. And the tithe is holy. It's set apart. It's consecrated. And so uh, we honour that by bringing that to God and the offering is what we uh, actually then used for the vision of the life of the church. So that's a really quick synopsis. Yeah, that's it. great. That's <laughs> awesome. That's, I think it's just great to get a bit of a context on what we're talking about and, and I guess why we give as a church and what we do with those resources. So I might, um, yeah, Ellie, I'll ask you um, maybe one of these first questions. Um, I think for all of us in our discipleship journey as believers when it comes to generosity and giving, are giving, yeah, it's, it is a journey for us. Um, can you tell us about your journey of giving? I mean, you've been a Christian for, and in this church for a long time. Um, so tell us about that, um, yeah, and how God's, I guess, challenged you to, or even how you've trusted God to use those resources. Mm. Um, it, is been, it has been a long journey, and what I've discovered is that when you marry somebody that you can have different uh, viewpoints on finances so that's been a bit of a challenge with us and we've come um, and rocked in and out of honoring God and and not being honoring in that in that space but I want to give honor to the man that I, I married and love because David's a very generous person but it's not often seen it he would never be here doing what I'm doing right now um, but he did give his blessing which was lovely um, uh, but I've had to do this as an individual um, and that's something that um, I still work through a lot uh, because we, we got to a space where uh, we were in big trouble. We had a major, 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 major debt. Um, we started a business and it was the whole realm of circumstances, a, pre a political circumstance, an election looming, all sorts of stuff. Um, started the, uh, a business that went belly up very quickly by being gazumped by, by big players and we were the little people that, that basically the bug got, got squashed. 
I found myself in a position I never dreamed I'd ever be in. We were deeply in debt and, um, and again, that, that affected mental health and all sorts of stuff going on. But through that time, I've learnt so much about the faithfulness of God because God doesn't leave us down in the mire. God doesn't leave us in the dirt. But you start by being exactly where you are. There was a, a, a book called uh, Greater by Steve Furtick I was reading um, a few years back now, but that really spoke to me about this idea of you're often told, especially when you're starting a business or doing stuff, you've got to think outside the box. And Steve Furtick unpacked this thing with Elisha and the, the woman in the desert where he, he comes to her and she says, I've got nothing but a little oil. And he used that oil and multiplied it. And what it says is to use what you've got in your box. And basically it was starting with what do we have. And often, you know, it was um, the little things. You know, we had a very beat up old Tarago. Uh, but that Tarago picked up kids like Ben and took them to youth. Um, that uh, got us through those years. Um, I started my job um, at the 20 years ago, Mark, um, at Trinity Christian School. I was working as a support person. I had, uh, with the hours that I had, had enough money to pay the school, kids' school fees and my tithe. And that's where it started. I started with paying the tithe out of my pay. That's awesome. I mean, that must have been challenging, um, yeah, in those circumstances to still trust God, um, yeah, with the tithe. How, did, did you have any moments um, that you recall that was a big, I guess, revelation for you or even just a stance that you took, a decision you made to prioritise giving to the house of God? Um, I don't know that I actually thought about it as prioritising giving. It was just something I did. Um, what I found was when your world falls apart and you don't know what's happening, and at that stage there was a time where I didn't even know what's happening within our family, um, and David had to take a job elsewhere um, to survive. He was sort of doing contract by contract. But I found... I, I really, there was in Ephesians it says stand. It goes on before oh, you know, all the... Um, the armour of God and everything, but it just says stand on, on uh, in faith and stand on what you know. And sometimes when everything's raging around you and you're trying to stand, it's like being, you know, when I'm doing my aqua, you've got to, you know, to get a strong core, you've got to stand against the, the, the tide and the flow. And sometimes that's all you can do is just stand and hold on, hold on to the rope, keep turning up, keep putting your tithe in and um, let God start unfolding the mess. That's awesome. Wow. Thank you for being so real and vulnerable and open with us. Um, I want to ask Eddie some questions. Um, you're, so right now you're raising a young family. So yep. three, how old are your Eight and six children? and four. Eight and six and four. Wow. So obviously like the amount of expenses that you must have raising three young kids, um, school fees, like all this kind of stuff. Um, how, how does that um, challenge you with giving and how do you manage kind of your finances around that. That's a really interesting question because I was going to go back to before I had kids, which is where it started, and there's the habits back there that um, played in now. And, right. and so, yeah, like, I mean, I learned to t about tithing as a teenager when I started earning money. Mm. Um, you know, and then you start to learn, and, oh, okay, and oh, maybe I'll give a bit, and sort of find um, ways to give, and eventually it builds up, and then something clicks, and you go, oh, I've got to give this much. It's got to be consistent. It's not ad hoc here and there. 
Um, and so that's, that's what I did. Um, and that hasn't always been consistent because, you know, I've, I've, I've been to different churches. We were at one church where they actually stopped having an encouraging message about tithing because people complained. So they just had a box up the back. And, and that's sort of like, it, it's so easy to tithe once I started uh, calling this my home church because I was always being encouraged and challenged every week about it. And so it was like, yeah, well, I need to do this. And, and you know, not just the people challenging me, but, but God challenging me in my spirit as well. So all of that plays together to, all right, well, I need to do this. And, um, you know, and it hasn't always been 10%. It's been whatever I, I felt, you know, could have been. But, um, and then so then with the kids, yeah, you just kind of go, well, that's part of the budget. That's in the budget. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I read plenty of finance books. And the Christian and non-Christian ones all have something in there about giving. Um, that idea that if you won't give 10 cents and a dollar, you're not going to give 1 million and 10 million. Yeah, wow. Well, wow, that's so true. And how, how have you used your generosity um, to, I guess, teach your children about generosity? That's a, a really big challenge. Um, they currently have uh, three money jars. They have spend, save, and give. Um, and so that's part of that. Um, and the give one, we haven't really pushed into the tithing yet, but we do use it especially to make them um, pay for and choose their own the birthday presents for their brothers, sisters, and friends um, to give them a real tangible who are they giving it to, what are they giving, and things like that. But, I mean, it's a evolving process always yeah, when it yeah. comes to teaching kids. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, on the area of finances, as parents, um, like older generations, we have to take responsibility for teaching our children to be generous and, um, yeah, not to fall in love with money, but to steward it well and to be able to give it away. Um, and if you don't teach them, then someone else will. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, Pastor Steve, tell us about your journey when it comes to giving. Uh, okay, I'll do that. But before I do that, tell us about your journey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so this is where Steve takes over the interview, which he has pushed into. I just great. thought I'd ask the question. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, mean, I mean, tithing for me has always been um, something that I've love to do um oh, there was obviously a challenge to start tithing um uh especially um my father who isn't currently saved um when i started going to church one of his first con concerns uh, which i guess was a protection thing was you know he, he i remember him saying you know oh you're not giving 20 percent of your money to that church are you and i said no i'm not because i wasn't giving 20 percent. i was giving 10 percent. so i didn't lie to him but um, yeah, I mean, that was a, a thing I had to step over was I knew my dad wouldn't approve of that. And, um, that's, but that's the thing, it was a protection thing. He, he doesn't understand my heart towards the house and that's fine. Um, but yeah, with tithing for me, I, I started when I was an apprentice. So that was a bit tough because um, apprentice income's pretty low. But I guess I've gone through different stages of tithing in a sense, always the 10%, but working out that 10% because um, I went from being employed to um, being a sole trader, self-employed. Um, and that was easy to work out my 10%, but I've recently become a company. And so that's a bit different now because I pay myself a wage, um, which is easy to calculate the tithe, but at the end of every quarter or at the end of the year, there might be extra money left over, hopefully, which I can withdraw as a dividend. Um, so, I mean, I guess the way I tithe is that I give, I guess, amount that is consistent, even though my income's inconsistent, but at the end of every quarter or year, I actually double check that I've met the tithe, because sometimes there's extra and I want to make sure I've honoured God with any extra increase, I guess, so. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah beautiful. Well, I mean, you're an example in that, and, uh, you know, just, you lead by example, so thanks for that, that's brilliant. 
Um, as, as for me, I, I guess it started when I fir first became a Christian. I don't even know where I heard the concept, but I remember the first job I had after I became a Christian uh, when I left school was uh, I, tree I had to, to lop some trees for my father in the backyard. And so I hired my buddy t to help me. And uh, he was a Christian. He was one of the ones that influenced me to um, uh, become a Christian. And so anyway, when we got paid, I can remember... Uh, taking the cash, we got paid in cash in that day, and taking the 10% and, and going and uh, knocking on the door of the unit of the guy who'd led me to the Lord and said, here's, here's my tithe, you know, and uh, we did that. And so right from day one, done that. And as a family, we've done it now. Uh, and I think that, you know, when you build, when you build it into your mindset, it, it is, it's not an obstacle. Uh, the challenge came for us was uh, in the offering and, and how to do that well and how to do that responsibly because I think there's a part of us that always wants to give more than we actually have got to give and then there's the faith component of that so how do you balance that out and so you know just uh, working that through and uh, you know as Ellie said I think fi the financial realm is one area where uh, a lot of tension can come in families and in couples so it's helpful to talk about it and work it out and figure it out and get in agreement on it and it's like even the sense of um well just go away and pray and god will give you a number it's like well, i don't know if that's ever happened to me really you know it's 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 this sense of it seems good to us and the Holy Spirit and we just settle on on something and and actually I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to be challenged to be more generous you know I don't want to I, I don't need to be challenged to be more stingy I need to be challenged to be more generous and like but the the flip of that is that there's it unlocks something kingdom wise and so we're sitting in a facility here that has that represents the generosity of a whole bunch of people, of the Ellies and the Eddies and the Bens and the rest of us, is a statement to the community. It's, it's, uh, it's a statement to the people moving in next door, and it's unlocked through our generosity. And over the years, Deb and I have found that we've never, never been able to outgive God. It sounds a bit cliche, but, but you know, when we, when we bring the tie, that, that's you know, set in stone, that's not tampered with that. You know, the scripture talks about that that is, is holy, it's set apart, that's God's, we don't touch that. But, you know, when I, I think about it, a church is built on what you and I do with our discretionary resources, whether it be time or finances. Our discretionary resources reflect what God is doing in here. <clears throat> so how you use your discretionary time reflects your relationship with God, how you uh, use your discretionary finances reflects your ref relationship with God. Most of the time we found that we didn't have any discretionary resources left over. Uh, I think when you're raising a family, you actually don't. And that's where the faith comes in. It's kind of like, okay, God, we're actually going to prioritize you in this. So over and above the 10%, we're actually going to decide to be generous. Because I actually don't think the tithe is an expression of generosity. It's an expression of obedience. So the generosity comes in the, in the offering over and above that. And so that then is a, is a, is a wrestle. And there'd be probably for many years now, we've given... Uh, at probably up to and over 20% of our income if you count the tithe and the offerings. And we've just, you learn to function as you lift the lid. You learn to function uh, at that kind of level. But if you don't push yourself, 
But the, the, the thing about it is, it's actually a faith step. It's a, it's a faith thing. God, we're, we're prioritizing you. So, so Yeah, that's well, that's great. A bit um, of our thoughts. Yeah, and one thing you said was that you can't outgive God. And I truly believe that as well. And, you know, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Um, so I guess, like, I want to ask Ellie, um, in what ways has giving, giving um, blessed you? Like, what has that done to you? Um, there's a scripture in Galatians 6, 9, I think it is, something that says, um, don't weary in being generous, that your harvest will come. And I think, for me... Generosity and giving is about a hard attitude and a decision. And you've got to make decisions and you've got to make some good choices. So one of the things that we set about when we were in this massive debt situation, suddenly, a few years later, actually, it was some years later, I discovered a whole heap of debtor, uh, creditors, I think you call them, uh, people we owed money to that I didn't even know we owed money to. It was just like such a shock. But set about to try and restore that and and pay them back. So I set things up like with my work and, and pay. So a lot of this has come out of me going to the office and swallowing your pride. A lot of financial stuff, whether you've got a lot of money or whether you've got no money, is a pride thing, I found. Um, and being saying, these are God's resources. This is God, you know, it's, and, and uh, allowing, you know, using the tools that we have in, um, to, to restore that. But from that, I mean, it's amazing. You get given something. I would always try and, you know, if I was given food, try and um, make a meal or make something with it to share with somebody else. Um, always add and multiply. And it's amazing, you know, sort of the 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 miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, I think, is sort of... Um, it's actually repeated in, in all the Gospels because it's so important, that, that idea of you bring a little and let Jesus multiply it into a lot to feed a lot of people. And, and we had many times, we didn't have a lot in the storehouse at home, but we still were feeding our five kids. And, and God provided in that way. I was on a, um, a bread roster to pick up bread from a bakery. So, you know, sort of the kids got sick of that bread. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, you'd say, oh, I'm hungry. Well, there's bread in the freezer. Oh, I've had enough bread. <laughs> but, you know, God provided those sort of opportunities and kept... Um, paying for those and uh, um, in, in lots of different ways. Um. Yeah, that's awesome. And with your, I guess your giving, what is, has that um, connected your heart more into his house? Oh, absolutely. Um, um, we changed churches July 1999, that's how I know. Um, and that was, uh, we'd left a church we loved, but it was over the other side of town and I'd come up with a few health issues and things that were changing in my world. I didn't know what that meant for me at the time, but we realised we needed a church that was A, local, B, had a ministry for teenagers and children. And uh, for the next umpteen years, I was sewn into the children's ministry here um, and running teenagers here, there and everywhere. Um, but... A month after we arrived, having been through a building thing at the other church, we arrived and a month after they announced Rise and Build. They were just buying the block here and, and the Rise and Build. And I went, no, we can't do it again. <laughs> but, you know, that started a process. And that took about eight years or something for this building to actually be started. There were so many hurdles and so many things. But we were praying into that and sowing into that and putting into that building fund and believing for it. And I think that's given me an incredible 
A, respect for the people that had the vision to do that and did the hard yards, and many of you are here um, and committed to that, but we've left something for the future generations. And now that I'm a grandmother, I've got the blessing of that. Seeing my grandchildren even in the house of God is just such a blessing. And having a house to come to, a house of God that they can get married in, a house that I'll have my funeral in perhaps, who knows. Um, you know, but to me, there's a way bigger legacy. Um, you do think about these things. I'm over 60. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you get to a point of saying, what, what is permanent and what is temporary, you know? Our circumstances are temporary, but the kingdom of heaven is permanent. And we're putting people into the kingdom of heaven. And it starts with that heart and your generosity, and it starts with making those decisions. And just because you've had some made bad decisions in the past doesn't mean to say it's, you know, you have to keep making them. You can stop re restore and God's about restoring and, and building yeah. wow yeah amen <laughs> that's great well Eddie I want to ask you the same question um, so what has giving and being generous actually done to you that's a tough question um, I think sometimes a lot of it you don't see it's just there in the background um, there's a lot of examples I, I try to think of about uh, which, one, which ones to share and how to encourage people but um, um, one big one was when we were first married, we had, um, I was still studying and working very, very casually at Macca's and Nicole's working full time and the budget had enough money for our mortgage and food uh, and then petrol or tithe. <laughs> and uh, we chose tithe and um, we still had enough money to do a lot of eating out and take friends out for dinner and, and we look back and go, how did, where did, how did that I still had to go fill up the car. It wasn't that kind of miracle. Um, but, uh, you know, there was always enough money to pay for that stuff. And I always, it's just such a clear example for me and always encourages me whenever I'm worried about it now. It's like, no, God's, God will provide. You don't know how, you don't know when. Um, you think about things that you own in your house that people have given you, you know, be it from family or friends at work or whatever, that you just haven't had to worry about. Um, and sometimes it was given, uh, you know, as a second TV, and I could get rid of the first one. It's like, well, that's great. I, I really wanted a flat screen, but I wasn't prepared to, to, to pay for it at this point. But, it, it, you know, it's like, um, so, and sometimes, yeah, it's that general, it's not even something I needed, but it was a, sort of a generous gift from someone. Yeah. And, you know, I just see God's hand at work in all of that stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I believe that, you know, 90% with the blessing of God goes further than 100%, you know, without the hand of God on it. And, you know, that, your example of, well, you know, either do we petrol or do we trust God with the tithe and then he'll fill up the car. I think that's just what generosity and faith is all about. So that's awesome. Well, hey, let's give Eddie a hand for that. That's good. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, Ellie, I want to ask you another question, and I'm going to ask you again, Eddie, the same question. Um, I mean, we, there's a million different reasons why we um, can give to the house of God. But for you, um, what are the main couple of reasons that you give to the house of God? I want to honour God and it connects me with this house and this particular congregation. And when I say that, it's not actually the walls, it's the people. Um, it's the church in general. But um, at the, when we had possibility, didn't know what was happening, I knew that even if I wasn't making it to church or making it to this church, I was still connected through my tithe going out from my pay. Mm. That's awesome. And Eddie, um, what are the main reasons that you have made a decision to um, give? The main one, I guess, is if you own shares in a company, you care what happens to that company. 
Um, so by investing in the church, I care what happens in this church. Um, and so, it, it, and it's not like I'm bugging Steve or Ben about uh, where the dollars and cents going, um, but I'm investing in what God's doing. I'm invested in him being part of this community, part of the valley, um, and things like that. And so it's like, well, that's, and I do that both with my time and my money. So, yeah, that's kind of how I approach it. Yeah, gives wow. more connection. That's great. And that reminds me of the scripture where Jesus said, you know, where you put your treasure, that's where your heart will be. Um, I think sometimes people wait before my, uh, waiting, when my heart's in the church, then I'll give. It's actually, it works, the kingdom, it's opposite. It's when I put my investment in the house of God, my heart will then follow. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Pastor Steve, um, why do you give to the house of God? Well, I'd like... Uh at least succinct answer, you know, to honour God first and foremost and uh, and to see what he's doing in his people here. I, I guess for Deb and I, when we came to this church, we, uh, I think uh, the church had been in the building about two years and so we had this incredible sense of responsibility around the stewardship of the kingdom resources and so uh, we, as a response to that, need to lead the way uh, and so that's why we're very invested financially uh, and continue to be. Um, and, you know, because, you know, our, the church we planted up on the far north coast is being run by our daughter and son-in-law. We could well invest in that as well, and we do occasionally, but it's not where our tithe or our building fund goes. It goes here, because this is where, where our heart is connected here and, and with the people here. And I guess for me, you know, in the responsibility of min uh, as a minister is that uh, to, I, I actually love rising to the challenge of calling people to generosity because I do, I fundamentally believe that if we get our finances in order with God in a godly way, that, uh, that he will open the windows of heaven over our lives. And so to actually call the church to be generous is a, is a, res a privilege and a responsibility uh, responsibility that uh, that we take seriously and uh, want to make sure that uh, we do that well and so and you know I, I look at it uh, I've sat with bank managers who've said so how does a church actually work you you, you know you just uh, ask people for money and they give it and you go yep and they go what's the business plan around that and I go well yeah that's challenging it's the faith thing you know and all of that uh, and so but you know it's it is a, it's a conundrum for a lot of people and that's the faith element and we rise in faith together it's a faith thing we bring all the tithe into the storehouse the, the storehouse is where you get fed out of it's the church it's the local church it's the responsibility that that we have here and so um there are a few reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Well, we have about five, six minutes to go. Um, so next week, we're bringing our pledges to mm -hmm. God. And, um, you know, if you can't make it next week, it doesn't mean that you can't then bring a pledge the next week or at any point of the year, you can bring a pledge to God. But um, this, this next week, um, praying, talking with our spouses or uh, deciding on an amount that God has called us to give. Um, Ellie, what does that look like for you, seeking God about what he's calling you to give? Um, what I tend to do is just uh, really pray about it um, and have another look at what my actual income is because that changes. I, I um employed as a teacher but I'm permanent part-time and my load goes up and down and sometimes I get extra hours or sneak thing you know sort of and realize haven't realized that um, things have changed a bit so um, 
I find that that's the best way for me is just to really just uh, um, take out a pay slip and really look over it and pray over it. Um, Eddie, how does that look like for you and Nicole? Well, last year it was just uh, on the Vision Sunday, sitting there going, uh, what do you think we should give? Uh, <laughs> and, um, and we both felt we should give something, so we just picked an amount that we felt we could handle. And um, the goal for this year is actually that that, that uh, last year's building fund will be rolled into the tithes, and the tithes are going to increase by the amount of the building fund, and we'll decide on a new amount uh, together. And together, I think, is the most important bit, because um, if, she's, if, if we pick an amount that she's just worried about... Um, then that's going to cause stress between us. Um, and so, yeah, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll pray together and talk about it and have a decision when we uh, arrive here on Sunday morning, not uh, during the service. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Um, be ready. That'd be a great message to preach, that one. Just, you know, like, not just on the day, but, yeah, be ready leading up to it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's awesome. Pastor Steve, what about for you? What does it look like with you and Deb when you... Decide on an amount? Yeah, we, we talk about it generally. I think we, um, we're trying to, uh, if this is what has happened in years gone by, if we've not agreed on an amount, we'll go with the lower amount to, so that we're, like Eddie was saying, we're not carrying a stress there. It doesn't, there's no less faith in that. It's always going to be a faith stretch. And, and we want to actually, you know, honour God in what we're bringing. So putting ourselves in the faith zone and, and pushing that out. So, yeah, making sure that there's faith and agreement in it for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. Well, and last you, Ben? Sorry. What about you? Um, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I, I, I think looking at your income is a great way to start to get a sense of maybe what God has called me to give. Um, I get to do it with my wife this year, which is awesome. So we've already talked about that and um, she keeps upping it a bit. So <laughs> I've got to stop talking to her about it. No, but it's great. Um, it, it's actually been really fun just, you know, bringing together um, our incomes and I guess deciding together what level of generosity we're going to pledge and commit to. Um, so we've already decided on an amount, which we're excited about. Um, yeah, but I, I think for me, um, before, you know, we've only been married four months, but when it was just me, um, I guess it's really just getting that sense of calling. I think we're all called to give and be generous. Um, I think there are some people that can feel um, a deep sense of calling, and it's almost like, I mean, there's just such a purpose to it. And so I think that's when it's really seeking God for that level of sacrifice, um, yeah, just going, I think, a bit beyond what you're comfortable giving. And it might look like a lot, um, you know, and that's sometimes why it's good to break it down by the week or the month. But, yeah, I find that when you find a calling and a purpose in giving, that's when you give and you're joyful about it. You know, um, even though it might be tough at times and you might fear of not having enough, um, yeah, it's just giving with that, that joy because this is a calling and a purpose. And, yeah, I think one thing that keeps me motivated to give is that, when, when someone gets saved, when they encounter Christ, um, even like Pastor Steve, if you've done the altar call, in, in me it's like, man, I helped to see that happen. And, you know, sometimes I think we give even people from the pulpit too much credit when someone gets saved or born again. It's actually not. It's actually you and your seats that have enabled that moment to happen. So any moment of worship or someone being set free from drugs or a marriage restored, you know, you can own that when you're invested in the house of God because your giving has seen that to happen. And that's where you find a purpose and a calling in, I guess, yeah, deciding on amount to give and to invest. So, 
Yeah. And seeing a person saves the, like the dividend you receive for being part of the company. Oh, totally. <laughs> yes. That's it. An, an eternal dividend. Isn't that awesome? Great. Well, hey, um, we're three seconds over, but uh, 30 seconds of power right at the end from each one of us. Uh, for those out there who are deciding maybe whether to start trusting God with the tithe, or maybe it's their first time bringing a pledge into the house of God. Um, you know, giving can be a wrestle. Um, it's uncomfortable, but it grows us. It's good for us. What would be something that you'd just encourage the people out there that are in that place where they're wrestling with God about, do I start tithing? Do I start giving? How would you encourage them in that? Uh, if you feel God's calling you to tithe to, or to, to give to the building fund, just pick an amount and start um, and then build on that. Uh, I, I just told you all that I'm increasing my tithe this year because my tithe's not at 10%. Yeah. That's awesome. So we're working it up. Great. Awesome. Uh, Ellie? Um, I'd say start, start small, start regular. Even if you owe money elsewhere, just set yourself a commitment and start and, and lock it in, which is what I found with um, having it taken out through my pay. It's locked in. It's gone before I see it. I then have to, when the buckets come past, really pray. You know, sort of sometimes I have to stop myself and go, yeah. Or then it frees up for doing off special offerings. Yeah, great. I endorse what you both have said. I would also say do it prayerfully. Do it faithfully. Let there be a faith element to it. Uh, and... Um, and joyfully, and do it in agreement. If you're married, do it in agreement. If if you if you're single, be in agreement with yourself. <laughs> don't don't let it be a uh, a conundrum for you, but let it be a faith kind of thing. And for you, Ben? Um, yeah. Look, I'll just say trust God um, because I've just really seen in my own life that when you when you trust Him, He will open up opportunities for you to to step into. So, um, yeah. Look, if if you think I can't afford to tithe, I'm telling you, you can't afford not to tithe. So you can't afford not to have the blessing on your life. So um, no matter what struggle you're in, yeah, trust God and he's faithful to the end. So amen. Awesome. Um, Pastor Steve, um, just as we close up, um, is there anything you'd like to say to the church um, in term about us around the generosity about from this financial year and uh, the past leading um, into the future? Well, yeah, I mean, the... I, I think our church is on, on this trajectory upwards and we're seeing uh, a generosity being demonstrated to whole new levels in the life of our church, which is exciting and we'll be reporting on that in the end of the year financial report sort of thing. And so that, I think, to me, it's never about fundraising. It's about faith raising, activating and engaging hearts. And, and so that's been you know, an extraordinary thing. And not only is it happening here, we've, we've hell actually increased on, on both counts uh, in the last 12 months, tithes and our building fund giving here. But we've got a whole new congregation at Queanbeyan, which is just going incredibly well financially as well. And so this is just an indicator of, of buy-in, of heart and health and just belief in God that he's actually wanting to impact community you know, the community in Queanbeyan, and the community here. And so uh, our vision of change Canberra, impact Australia and touch the world is empowered by our generosity when together we actually um, unite in faith. So, yeah, thank wow, you. Incredible. Thank you all for your, you know, I, because it's an incredible responsibility to be entrusted with the stewardship of 
millions of dollars of kingdom resources and we actually want to do that incredibly well and so we have a great team with our board and and um you know just yeah very trustworthy people which is exciting Great. Well, hey, yeah. So next Sunday, uh, Vision Builders, we're going to have a great party. We're going to give together in unity and pledge into the new financial year. So, um, Ellie, would you like to pray, um, if you're happy to, uh, for us as a congregation as we go out this week and we just uh, settle on that amount that we believe God's uh, encouraging us to give? Heavenly Father, we just uh, come before you now, Lord, as uh, we've had these uh, thoughts laid out before us. Lord, you are the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Father, we thank you that uh, you don't actually need this money, you don't need resources, because you are the God who has all resources. But Father, we thank you for the opportunity to feed into what you would have us do here. We thank you for opportunity to feed into the ministry and into future generations. We thank you for the opportunity to um, connect with you and your heart of generosity. Lord, help us to not, um, not waver or, or weary in doing good. But, Lord, we thank you that we will in due time reap a harvest. And, Father, we pray for that harvest, that there will be souls won in this valley, that there will be people brought through this door that need you. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have with this great church. And, Father, I just pray a blessing, a financial blessing over each member of this uh, body of Christ, each household here. Lord, that nothing would come to steal, rob and destroy those finances. But, Father, that each will be able to bring into the storehouse that which you've put on their heart. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.